Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, I don't know anything about all that stuff except for educating my players to be smart and to, uh, you know, do their part. As a, We all have a responsibility individually here on our football team. You know, there's 123 guys on our football roster, and that including with the coaches, staff, and, and support staff. I think it's really important for us to, to be mindful of others. And uh, I think what's, what's really dangerous about the, the virus is that all the uh, the majority of the tests that we've had um, that are positive are asymptomatic. That, that, that's a dangerous thing out there. When, when, when in the past, I mean, I don't know, it seemed like if you had symptoms, you go get tested. Now you could test positive and not know. But I think uh, what BYU is doing is, is great. We, we test three times a week. And when you test it and you get these positives, you have to, you have to respond accordingly. And uh, I, like I said, I, I've been really confident in the way our program has handled this and um, looking forward to our players being smart. If they want to play football, this is the key, this is the deal. So I can't believe BYU is throwing parties. Where, where were they when I was, when I was a student, you know, I like to dance. That was Kalani Satake from his, uh, his press conference earlier today. The BYU army game has been postponed. We don't know if and when it will be played, but it will not be this upcoming Saturday. Gordon, I know you have a column up uh, about it at sltrib.com and uh, a strong opinion. So why don't you lead us off and I can kind of react from there. Well, first of all is I've, uh, I did some digging and had sources who t- that told me because has anyone from BYU said how many have they admitted that yet? Your, uh, let's see, your paper reported, let's see here, quote, a small number, unquote. Yeah, that was what BYU released, I believe. Uh, I was told by, and it's, it's kind of interesting because I got uh, numbers that were a little different from each source. But the one that I thought was really most credible and someone who I trust uh, told me that 11 players tested positive and uh, that they retested some of those players and that uh, a, a, a number of them uh, were negative on the second try, uh, but that uh, some 22 or thereabout players were quarantined because of exposure of one kind or another. And that's what I was told from somebody who would know. So, you know, I've seen other reports of people saying other numbers and BYU is being real cryptic about it. So it's – it's uh, but. I don't doubt that BYU is trying, as uh, you know, trying to keep this thing under control as best that BYU can do. It's just that, like Kalani said, there for those that are asymptomatic, they don't know they have it. They, you know, talk to somebody or not wearing a mask or whatever else, and next thing you know, somebody else has it, and then somebody else might react in a more negative way. And so it just it, it grows. And I'm not saying anything here. People don't know. Everyone's aware of this at this point in time. And BYU is trying to play football. And uh, the only the only, uh, you know, major college team in the state that's doing that. And they're they're doing what they can to control the, what is really on some level the uncontrollable. Um, Kalani had this this quote, Gordon, and this is the angle that I'm kind of taking on it. Um he said, quote, uh, postponing the Army game, quote, was the responsible thing to do, and that's why we did it, unquote. 
I know it's, uh, you know, it's a bummer that this happened. It's not entirely unexpected, but I think it's worth noting that BYU is doing the right thing at, at cost to them personally. Well, personally, it cost to them as a, as a program in a university. They had this situation come up. You heard Kalani allude to it. This is the reason that they test three times a week. It's unfortunate that uh, that uh, this happened right before the Army game, but they, they did the right thing. They told people about it. They were upfront about it, and uh, they postponed the game. And elsewhere in his press conference, Kalani said that they talked to – he couldn't even tell you how many different parties that they talked to in this whole process, and this was – you know the the decision to postpone the game is the one that uh, that the most reached, and that's the way that they're going to go. So, um, I I think it's unfortunate, and I'm bummed that we're not going to be watching football this weekend. I'm glad they're not scrapping it all and just uh, calling it a day. I and I think that BYU did the right thing by being up well, front, and and if this was the outcome, then that's a bummer. But you know this is this is reacting to the situation as opposed to hiding from it, and I think that's the wise thing to do. Well, they don't have a choice to hide from it. They, they had no choice but to get out of that game. If they had gone ahead and played and kept that secret and not told Army about it, and they had players who had been exposed and they went out on the field anyway, oh, man, that would have blown up, potentially could have blown up big time in their faces. They can't do that. And so I'm not handing out any bonus points on a, on account of that. I don't think that was any kind of real indication of valor on BYU's part. Uh, they had to. And I don't know the exact uh, back and forth between BYU and Army, but I'm sure that Army, based on what I've seen, they didn't want to play a team that had been partially exposed to uh, COVID-19. So there really wasn't much of a choice. They had to do what they did. Okay, I I think it's good that they're doing what they're doing. I mean, we can well, we mean, can talk no, about no. motives and what they had to do and not had to do, and uh, we get caught up in those semantics. But this is this is this this is the right thing. Right. And this uh, is the it, this but, is the but point. Who's, of, saying, who's saying it's not the right thing? Um, I, I well, I don't know. I'm talking about the situation as it's in, unfolding in front of us. I don't know who's saying what, but I think this is the. The correct course of action. BYU's it's, handling it the right way. I don't, I'm not handing out kudos or blame or one way or another. I'm saying that they had a situation where they've had a, a, a outbreak is such a, a dramatic term, but they've had multiple cases. They've informed those who need to be informed. They've they've listened to the decision makers. They've decided that it it needs to be postponed. And I my opinion here, I think that's the correct conclusion. So I I I guess I'm not really understanding your question well what question do you not understand you said who uh, is is saying it's a bad thing i don't know that's not what i was trying to illustrate well you were giving okay whatever it, it doesn't really matter but this is the point is that this was bound to happen it's going to happen again and it's going to happen in places other than byu i agree i you agree know? with that yeah this is something that that's going to happen probably again and again and again and, uh, you know, teams are trying to play. Some teams are trying to play. And, uh, but, but this is just part of trying to play a football game in the midst of a pandemic. And it's, uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, people are trying to play a game when, uh, when people are being afflicted with this, uh, with this pandemic, this virus. And it's, uh, it's complicated.
It's, it's, it is complicated. And this game, you're right, the game should not be played. Uh, when you got 22 players who are quarantined, uh, that's, that's a bit of an issue. And uh, we'll see what happens with other teams around the country. We'll see what happens with other teams around the country as it pertains to government officials. Who I, I think this is going to get complicated from that standpoint, Jake. Uh, I, I think you're going to see times when government officials are going to step in and uh, at least in some cases and say kind of like the complications that we've seen in California and other states where teams won't even be able to practice. And when you look at the numbers in Utah right now, where where who's where are the numbers the biggest? They're in Utah County, right? All around BYU. And then you have pictures of people, BYU students, without masks uh, in group settings. And he's just, I'm not sure the message has completely gotten out there and people are following uh, the, the uh, you know, the regulations, if that's what you want to call them, that they should in order to get this thing conquered. One more thing uh, somewhat related to that is, is uh, we'll get into what happened with uh, Jazz and Coach Quinn Snyder over the weekend coming up uh, right around the corner. Um, but, th- you know, I, I liked Coach's answers today when he was pressed with some tough questions that he said, listen, I'm just trying to manage my football team. And I've got 120, what do you say, Austin, 128 people that I have to, you know, look out for during this uh, this time. And that's where his, his energy is focused. And that's where it should be. I, I Tom Olmo needs to make himself available here. Kalani yeah. was fielding a bunch of questions that aren't for Kalani. And I, I felt, I, I genuinely felt bad for him today. And I thought he handled his press conference so well, so well. But I, I think this is something where you'd want to hear from the athletic director on a lot of this and about what's going on. And yeah, we, I agree and that, with you. that voice has been absent. And I, I, I feel bad for, for Kalani that he has to be the face of BYU in this issue because he shouldn't have to be. Yeah, I agree with that. And you're right. He's a football coach, you know. And, uh, yeah, th- these are decisions that are beyond him. And so it's, it's tough because he's trying to run a football program, which means that he's available to the media because football coaches are available to the media. And he has to go, well, Wow, thanks for that really difficult question that uh, I had nothing to do with the the decision. I really appreciate that. Uh, now, how to, as opposed to answer it nicely without telling you that has nothing to do with me, uh, I thought he I thought he did a remarkable job. Why people ask him the questions because, like you said, the other folks are not available, and so people are looking for answers. And uh, Kalani is, like you said, thrown to the wolves. And meanwhile, you know, Mark Harlan has has been, I don't want to say all over the place because that would be exaggerating and I don't mean to do that, but he he's available certainly a lot more than Tom Homo has has been. So And, and he's going through the whole Pac-12, shut it down with, you know, overnight just closed it up. So, yeah. you know, he's dealing with a, a difficult situation uh, too. So I, I felt bad for Kalani today that he had to be on the, on, the, on the front lines of this whole thing because that's not his job. From a standpoint of just football, if we can separate it from the bigger issues of the day, um, it's really too bad because that would have been fun to see BYU and Army be able to play safely, wouldn't it? I mean, totally agree. Two, too two bad. teams that are ranked now, and uh, BYU doesn't have that many opportunities to show. And I don't know how good Army is, really. I mean, it's. <laughs> but uh, you're sort of dealing with what you can deal with if you're BYU. They had Louisiana Tech today, 
um, but they don't have that many opportunities, even if everyone is healthy and they can play safely, to really prove that they're as good as they looked against Navy. And now with that Army game erased, and who knows, uh, they say it's postponed. Uh, I, I, are they going to be able to fit that in somewhere down the line? I, I don't know. I hope they I play kinda, it. I, I hope I they do. I doubt it. But uh, if they do, then, then, then good for BYU to have another opponent that isn't, you know, Bo Diddley Tech. Real, real, t- real quick, why do you doubt it? Uh, Kalani even threw out a couple of dates. Uh, what do you say? Yeah. November, something middle of November, and then December fifth was the other one he threw out there. When's the uh, When's the Army Navy game? I'm not sure. I don't have that up. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would want to play BYU the the week before the Army Navy game. December twelfth is the yeah. Army Navy game. So yeah, so I don't. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I guess anything is possible, but uh, it gets complicated. So maybe they'll be able to fit it in, maybe not. Well, we've talked about it for a long time, Gordon. I, I think flexibility is kind of the name of the game during this, this well, situation. When, so Yeah, Army's out there looking for an opponent to play on Saturday. Yeah, right. I mean, this is unheard of. I've I've never seen anything like this. But, you know, teams usually are so inflexible. Programs are so inflexible. And now all of a sudden they're saying, hey, we're uh, looking for a date for Saturday night. Anybody, anybody want to meet up with us? It's uh, it's like a lot of things this year. It's never been seen before. Hey, Gordon, there was a report by Andy Larson in the Salt Lake Tribune over the weekend talking about uh, jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, who donated twice uh, $500 at two different occasions, well, one in May and one in early June, to Burgess Owens, who's a Republican running for uh, Congress in Utah District 4, running against Ben McAdams. And uh, the uh, Andy reported it. Um, in, and uh, let's get Gail's comments first because she was on the station today. And this will be a good way to start this discussion, hearing from uh, the owner of the Jazz, Gail Miller. But she was on with DJ and PK this morning. And we're going to play just a couple minutes of that. But I, I'm very eager to get your take on this as well, Gordon. But here, here is uh, Gail Miller from this morning. So before we go, um, Gail, you've brought up a couple interesting points here. One you referenced earlier, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there'll be a a new normal. And, you know, we're going to have to adjust and move forward. And I think one thing that's changed, and I know we're coming up on a presidential election, and there are people who think when we get on the other side of it, maybe things won't be quite as charged as they are now. Um, I kind of doubt that. I think things are going to stay charged for a while. But, you know, I guess we'll all know in a few months whether that's true or not. But you're in such a public role You've got the team. Obviously, the whole NBA is becoming um, uh, much more outspoken about social justice issues. And, I mean, we've just seen it as recently as this weekend. Even when you're not playing, there's a story in the Tribune about Quinn Snyder and, and who he's donated to. In a politically charged atmosphere, and you've got this team that's very public, how do you go forward in this community making sure the community and the team, which have been bonded for so long, so deeply, remain that bonded? How do you react when there's a story in the paper like that or when the players are saying something and you know it's upsetting a portion of your fan base and the sponsors? Well, it's a very difficult place to be because we don't want to offend anyone. We feel like we are the community's team and we would like to be able to everyone feel good about us and about our mission, vision, and values, which have not changed and will not change. We believe 
in the freedom and free enterprise. We believe in the right of free expression. We believe in patriotism. We believe in uh, this is the greatest place in the world to live. And so I just would ask people to search their soul and decide for themselves what their beliefs are. And I think all we can do is allow each other to have the right to freely express. It's guaranteed in the Constitution, and we have to be able to uh, look on the side of doing the right thing. Now, I can't be the censor for the community. People say, well, how do you let your players do what they're doing? Uh, it's a very interesting place to be. And I, I really don't want to go any farther than that, except to say that uh, I believe in freedom of speech. I also love the flag. I love the country. I believe in respect for all people. And I understand that the black community has been suppressed for hundreds of years. And I do think right now the, the momentum has changed to where they have an opportunity to do something better that we can do better as a country, making sure that everyone has an equal opportunity. Um, you know, I, I know that people have been offended, and I'm sorry for that. I just feel like um, each one of us has to determine for ourselves what we stand for and where we're going and what we will support. I allow all people the right to do that. I don't want to censor anyone. So we stand for... Uh, what we stand for, and those values have not changed, will not So thank you for asking the question, and I, I do hope that people will understand that we all are human beings. That was Gail Miller from this morning with DJ and PK. Uh, she was, uh, it was her annual golf tournament uh, today, and uh, she jumped on the show. And um, I think Gail's voice has been terrific and appropriate over the last few months. And I thought that's maybe where we should start the discussion today about the report in the Tribune over the weekend. Well, would you expect anything different? I mean, Gail no. usually hits the nail right on the head. And uh, I absolutely agree with her that people should be able to express themselves and, and, and do what they want to do. Uh, based on what their own conscience and their own mind tells them. And, uh, yeah, I thought she articulated that plainly and clearly. What did you think about the report over the weekend, Gordon? If, if you have an opinion at all, am I, I mean, I'm kind of battling with this thing, Gordon, because I really don't care who Quinn Snyder is donating to. That that doesn't really have a lot of consequence yeah. to me when it comes to, you know, the sporting realm, realm in which Coach Snyder and I interact. Like, is he a good basketball coach or not? I don't, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different reasons for selecting candidates they support unless they're a true one issue, one issue voter, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know, Gordon. If, am I wrong that, God, I just don't care. No, I think uh, I, I kind of agree with you in that regard. Now, I can guess uh, if you want if you want to filter it through my opinion. I think that uh, Quinn uh, believes what he says when he stands up for his players and Black Lives Matter. I think that's very important to him. He wants to, uh, people to uh, to be able to exercise their rights and equality in our country, and uh, I, I, that's, I, I know that for a fact. 
Uh, I know that for a fact. So the fact that he gave you know, 500 bucks here, 500 bucks there for something, this is where I'm going to guess. But I would guess that he was probably donating to uh, what he thought was a person who was trying to do some good with uh, young people, you know, in our community. Uh, that that would be my guess. Uh, but I do not. A couple things that I'm I'm absolutely sure of. Quinn Snyder is not a hypocrite. He's nobody's fool. He, you know, I I I, I think he uh, means what he says when he when he stands up for his players and for equal rights and for social justice. And uh, he, uh, I would guess that he probably wanted to help uh, what he thought was a good cause. Yeah, and, and is well within his rights as an American to do so. So, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you so have to donate that to that campaign con- or that anybody contradictory, else. Yeah, if that sounds contradictory, I don't think it is because – uh, there, there was a there was a charitable cause involved, and uh, just I'm guessing here, but uh, if I know Quinn right, he cares about the community, he cares about kids, he cares about uh, Black Lives Mattering, he cares about uh, social justice, he cares about all those things, and I've talked with him about all of those things, and so I know where his heart is, and uh, so uh, people can can draw whatever conclusions they want out of my opinion but that's it um yeah i it's it's a complicated issue it's a complicated world we we live in these days gordon but yeah i mean if you look at his takes well, on, it, thing, wait, 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 if you look at his takes talking about uh black lives matter in a situation on the zoom calls when he would bring it up unprompted by questions they were well-researched situations from history i mean he obviously put in a lot of thought to it and, and uh, given yeah. it a lot of consideration so i I don't know. It's not, by the way, it's not his job or responsibility as a citizen to justify his actions one way or another. He'd break the law. Exactly. And so yeah, I, exactly. I, that's why I'm saying is, is how big of a story is this real, really? I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, the, the, the editors over there at the Salt Lake Tribune um, do a fine job. I, I subscribe on the weekends. You know, I, I support what they're doing over there. But I, I don't know how much of a story this was to me. I don't. I that that wasn't left to me to make that judgment call, but somebody thought it was a story, and so they went with it. And uh, but I, I think the bigger issue is in in our country right now. Uh, there are all kinds of opinions coming from different directions, and there should be room for everyone, unless it's hate filled. I mean, if it's hate filled, then I, I mean I don't have a whole lot. Even then, I guess under the Constitution. People uh, can say what they say what they want, and uh, I guess people can do that anyway. It's not uh, a matter of uh, rights. Uh, the, the, the rights for freedom of speech, that has more to do with the government's uh, restriction on trying to suppress what people are saying. But uh, people can say whatever they want, and then they, they face the consequences. Um, it, but, but I think people should be allowed to have opinions, even if, even if I personally disagree with them. You know, I can't I can't champion, uh, you know, you write on, express your opinion, say what you really think. Oh, wait, unless you would disagree with me and then no, keep it suppressed. Mm. Shut up. You know, that, that's just 
That's not the way the country is, and that's not the way it should be. Agreed. Unless you wanted to live in some sort of dictatorial situation where, uh, you know, you'd be punished for speaking out. Yeah, hear, hear. I agree. All right, more of The Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.